Hey guys, hey ladies, hey friends, hey foes. We just wanted to take a second to remind you that while we're okay swearing when little ears are listening, you might not be, and that's okay. So here's your chance to pause us and wait for nap time, or pop in your earbuds. We hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to a special edition of Done Playing by the Rules. I'm Jenna. And I'm Janelle. Okay, so this is going to be a Mm two-parter, and we're doing pre and post. So obviously, we're doing pre right now, and then we're going to kind of piece it together for you guys, So especially if you're watching. Are we going to make it into one episode or do it a two-episode? Oh, I like that. I think one. Pre and post, and so this is the pre part. Yeah, because I imagine the pre is going to be a lot shorter and then post it's going to be like, wait, what, 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 what? So Ooh, um, I don't know. I feel like pre is intense. Let's not tell them ever what we're going to talk about. Let's just keep saying pre <laughs> and post. Just pre and post. Janelle's having so, a baby. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. Janelle is doing the opposite of having a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Janelle's done having babies. So Janelle's getting her last remaining parts of her body fixed and nobody most people in my family don't even know I'm doing this like my two best cousins don't know I'm doing this I don't know what, what I'm gonna tell them. well we just have it like it hasn't come up yeah. I can't be like by the way I'm getting boob jo- a boob job in lipo like it yeah. just hasn't come up I will probably tell them like the night before because I we're like not at all and just show up to like your next We've family talked, reunion look <laughs> at this they're gonna be so small the goal is they're so small nobody can even notice because I am going as- anyways long story very short. I um, saw four different doctors total for consultations, and every doctor tried to convince me to go up sizes that I didn't want to do. So, like, I, how big are we talking? Like C most, or D or so? See, everything is in CCs in oh. breast augmentation. So I'm glad that you're asking this because I forget like how much I know after going through so many mm-hmm. consults. The average breast implant CC is 400 to 450. And so that's an average of a D or um, a big D. My goal is a B <laughs> and like a full B, which is what I was before I had kids. Finding a surgeon that is good with that is hard because every surgeon you meet says all of my patients always say they went, th- wish they went bigger. And yes, that might be true, but I will not be that patient because mm-hmm. honestly, a big part of it is literal comfort. Like I want to feel comfortable in clothes. Like I physically am not comfortable in bras right now. I physically am not comfortable in a lot of things because the tissue loss of 30 months of breastfeeding combined between two kids, maybe 32, I don't, it was like 15 or 16 months for each kid is astronomical. Uh, I have technically what's called like, uh, I believe it's an A minus is my cup size because they measure you based on how many inches your breast is away from your skin without a bra on. And I, if you're like less than an inch, it's so like, think of how little an inch is. That's how flat my tissue is where I used to have normal boobs. And they are, in my opinion, extremely saggy. I also have like a very, very bony chest. And so everything is just starting to look really 
disproportionate and awkward in terms of like if I don't wear a full push-up bra, which if you decide not to have surgery, what got me through before I got surgery was I actually have a girlfriend that started a bra company called Livy Lou Lane and they do inserts and you can get different size inserts for each side. And the bras are extremely comfortable, almost like a sports bra. And I am very picky about how comfortable bras are. And they're um, lovely if you decide not to have surgery. And that helped get me through. But if you see me in a tank top, it's an anomaly the way my body looks at this point. And so yesterday was my pre-op appointment. I am also adding on um, two areas of liposuction because... Once you're under anesthesia, you might as well get everything taken care of that you want to and not to brag, but I'm at a BMI and I'm at a body fat percentage where the doctor, every surgeon I met with has said like, you shouldn't lose any more weight and this fat isn't going to go anywhere. I gained 70, 60 pounds with one kid and 70 pounds with the other. So I just have an area of skin at the bottom of my stomach that holds any fat that's left. And if you see me from a side, like if you see a side view of me and I was wearing like a fitted dress, it would look like I was a couple months pregnant just because I have this small bulb of fat in the lower part of my stomach. And I always, every pregnancy I gained weight in my thighs. And so I also have a pocket of fat inside of each thigh that won't go anywhere and is actually really uncomfortable for running and for wearing shorts and everything. And so as long as I'm going under to get my breasts fixed, I figured I'd have those done as well. Okay. So here's my first question. Here's Jenna's question. So with the liposuction, will that fat not ever, I guess my concern would be in a few months, would it just go back? You know what I mean? I mean, I am like not fill back up. If I if I were to gain weight, I assume it can fill back up. I have read mixed reviews um, in regards to like cool sculpting or um, Sculptra injections. I believe Sculptra injections, the fat can't come back. And I think with cool sculpting, so Sculptra is an injection that like eats up your fat and it's supposed to be wonderful, but I just am not trying to get a million injections. I mean, mm-hmm. only in my face. That's yeah. why I keep my injections. And then cool sculpting. I have a couple of girlfriends that are doing cool sculpting. It boasts that it's no recovery, no downtime. I've heard it's very painful and you have to go through multiple cycles. And so I'm kind of a one and done type of gal. Yeah. Uh, I've also heard mixed reviews in cool sculpting. Some people it works phenomenally. And I think that has a lot to do with the skill of your um, provider. Um, if you if you want to reach out, I know somebody great in Richmond, and I know a couple good ones here uh, in Chicago. But double check with who's doing it. I assume if you get liposuction and you gain weight, it comes back. I okay, so always, it would be like you'd have to gain. It wouldn't have to just regain, yeah. you know what I mean. Like no, some yeah, people just naturally hold yeah. fat, so I just didn't know if it would fill back up. No. <laughs> so is there a risk that you'll have after the liposuction, like? skin leftover since it's been a while? There's always a risk. Um, the My most recent in Richmond where I went to my, I actually in Richmond right before we moved, booked my appointment to get my liposuction and my breast augmentation with a doctor in Richmond who I really like. But then we ended up closing on our house the same day as my breast augmentation was scheduled. And she was like, no, you can't be doing anything like that. And so we had to cancel it and then find someone here. 
But her plan was they do the liposuction and then they do like a five round of lasering to tighten the skin back up that increases collagen flow. When and do they do that? I think like after like two or three weeks. Okay. If I remember correctly. So this is like a year ago, so I could be incorrect. But this one I'm told um, he uses a heated liposuction. So the heat from the liposuction should increase my collagen, which should help stimulate my skin um my loose skin to tighten back up fingers crossed or I'll be back for more lasers yeah do you have like a big like hole or how is that it's just a little tiny so I had my appendix out when I was a kid uh, when I was a kid when I was like 18 or 19 and it's called laparoscopy and so Mm -hmm. it's just tiny little incisions that are like a quarter of an inch they will go in um probably one or two areas on my stomach, probably only one on my thigh, each thigh. And it is at, on your thigh, inner thigh is at the thigh, um, like pelvis crease. So that'll be super indetectable unless I'm doing some freaky stuff. Yeah. (laughs) And then my stomach will probably be, they said they might even go through the same incision that they went in for one of my appendectomies, which is right at the top of my vulva, basically. Okay. It's like two inches above my vulva. It's right on my, on the, like, if you press down, I'm touching it right now. So don't worry. (laughs) I'm I'm like in here digging around. When I had my appendix taken out, they go right above your hip at your belly button, which is indetectable scarring because your whole belly button is like little dimples you know and then one at the top of your pubic bone and so they'll probably go in through one of those probably they think the pubic bone I think the scarring under my breast augmentation is going to be more noticeable but even that's supposed to be almost indetectable after a year so and you can always go in and have lasers done to scarring too but like that's I'm not posing for a playboy like I don't care about a little scar. I have scars from my appendix all over. Yeah. So with just the liposuction, what's the recovery? Liposuction is um, a little bit more. It's it's interesting. So liposuction, I'm supposed to be up and walking an hour a day the next day, which I am thrilled about because my biggest concern was not moving enough. But it's tricky when you add breast augmentation on top of it. I have to wear compression garments for two weeks. They'd prefer I do it round the clock. Yeah. But I mean, like after I think a week, it's like supposed to be like get some wonder unders or something like they Mm -hmm. want you in like compression leggings. They don't want you just like hanging up. And then you're also supposed to do 10 minutes of hard bordering on uncomfortable lymphatic massage Mm. four times a day, 10 minutes a day in the areas towards your heart. So hopefully my husband's going to want to do that or I'll be rubbing my own legs. (laughs) Um, But the recovery for liposuction is like they want you walking the next day. The trick is going to be when you get a breast augmentation, you're not supposed to like have your, you're not supposed to be moving your arms back and forth, which you do Mm -hmm. for like walking. And you're supposed to not be raising your arms above, like just below even, if that makes sense. So like think about putting your arms out in a tabletop position and you need to come a little bit below that. So your arms aren't supposed to come away from your body. So my walking is going to be very slow paced on the treadmill for an hour. Mm -hmm. And then with liposuction, you're supposed to be able to shower the next day with the breast augmentation. She's not sure. 
um, yeah. that the surgeon will have to answer, she said. And so I think because you're bandaged up with the breast augmentation for like two days, I think I'll have to wait a couple of days. But like showering is mm-hmm. not that important to me. I just like, yeah. I like a good warm shower after a yeah. gross surgery. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I think that's all I have for that one. I'm sure I'll come up with another one. So for the implants. Yes. You said you kind of want to get back to where you were, but did they say that like your tissue or your skin has stretched or has it just been a loss? So this was an exciting one. It was like, I've heard from so many doctors, so many different things. Let's start with under muscle, over muscle, and then let's also touch on breast lift versus breast augmentation. Mm -hmm. So under the muscle, breast implants are what most people get and they typically are thought to look more natural. I am getting over the muscle because I am getting such a small implant and he thinks he'll be able to provide me the lift I want. The disadvantage of over the muscle is being under the muscle kind of Mm -hmm. acts as like an internal bra. Being over the muscle, I will have to be more concerned with wearing more supportive bras during workouts and kind of at all times. Just for like comfort? Well, for life because your implant, if it's not under the muscle, is more likely to sag. Mm. So I'm going to get the lift I want out of it without having to endure a breast lift. But I'm going to have to be wearing a bra that's way more secure and wearing a bra more frequently just because there's not the muscle to kind of hold that implant in where it's supposed to be. But that brings us to touching on breast lift versus breast implant. A lot of the doctors I have met with are breast augmentation straight up. A lot of people do a combined. I have so much less tissue that I need lift. But... This doctor said, because my nipple is still high enough, he said, if my nipple was like pointing at the floor, which he sees a lot with long-term breastfeeding, he said that would require a lift because my nipple is still up where it's supposed to be. Thank you, lactation consultant, for reminding me when I'm nursing my baby to pull the baby up onto me instead of how I used to do it for a while where I would just like let it hang into the baby's mouth. So because my nipple is still high up enough on the tissue He thinks he'll be able to achieve a lift that I am happy with and a volume and naturalness that I'm happy with with just an above-the-muscle implant. Just so everyone knows, um, a lift requires actual – which I talked to one of my girlfriends the other day who has breast implants and was like – she wasn't even familiar with how a lift works. A lift is they cut out a triangle under your nipple to the bottom of your breast tissue and sew it together to pull everything together so that's a lot more josh had an ex josh has a lot of ex-wives and girlfriends (laughs) single (laughs) ex-wife ex-wife and girlfriends that have had implants and a breast lift is a lot more recovery and under the muscle is a lot more recovery but under the muscle is a really common way to do it because then you don't have to worry about a bra as much but my recovery with over the muscle and without a lift is as minimal as you can get with breast augmentation which was really important to me because being able to exercise is kind of my life is there a chance he'll get in there and be like oh this isn't gonna work and then you could just have you said like okay I'm okay with you doing either I think so my pre-op was yesterday Um, My surgery is next, is this coming Wednesday, the last day of September. So by the time this airs, everything will have already happened. And if he were to say, like, if I get in there and things are crazy, I trust him because he's the only doctor that hasn't tried to talk me into a bigger implant. And 
this is a really well respected clinic. And if he were to say like, if I get out on the morning of, they do like a full run through of the procedure and mark you all up just like you've seen on every Mm -hmm. plastic surgery show. If he were to like look at me the morning of and be like, Ooh, I actually think this is going to need a tweak this way, or this is going to need a tweak this way. I would feel confident in his hands because he hasn't once alluded to the fact that he's going to do something to me on the table that I'm not comfortable with, which every other surgeon I had met with had been like, I'll decide what implant looks best when I put – so what they do oh. is they put them in and then they sit you up on the table and see how it looks. While you're asleep? And then, while you're asleep. <laughs> like a zombie. That's actually I'm hilarious. Serious. Isn't it amazing? I kind of want a video. Um, yeah. So they put them in and then they sit you up to see how it looks. And every surgeon I met with has been like, well, I'll put them in and see if I like the way they look and I'll make the final call on the table. And I'm like, my worst – yeah. fear is to have huge implants that I can't do a burpee with or I can't right. you know carry things with I just want breasts that I feel comfortable being naked in front of my husband with which my husband yeah. keeps telling me that he loves them the way they are and they're fine but I don't feel comfortable naked in front of him and I want to feel that way again okay this might be like a dumb question but yes, okay so you it. said that your nipple is still in place. I guess I figured mm-hmm. when people breastfeed that they just become saggy. So things just kind of like tilt downwards. So did yours yeah. like the fat just disappear? Like was there actual just like gone from what? It's just- literally just, well, I gained so much weight mm-hmm. each time. So they, I mean, my boobs were a perky bee before I had my babies. And then I was a double D going into birth. And then I stayed like a D or a double D while I nursed. And so 30 months of being a D or a double D plus milk Mm -hmm. and then nursing around the clock. Like I slept in bed with them and just let them free nurse at night for the first nine months. So I'm literally like a 24-hour milk machine. They were so big. And then they just completely – like think of it as a balloon. The balloon completely deflated, but somehow – they stayed like the same shape, which yeah, makes that's no the sense. crazy part. That's what one of my girlfriends who had a boob job I was talking to yesterday because she's a nurse and I wanted to run through the because they give you a, which also I didn't realize you have to take a bunch of medications, which mm. bummer because of how we love a good antibiotic. They gave me some heavy duty pain meds, which I'm going to try to avoid. And then like uh, Valium, which you bring with oh, you wow. in case you need it the day of or after. And then um, some other, I, sh- I think she said it was like a muscle relaxant, which I think is something that she said it's something to do with them being able to like man- maneuver you better the night before. Or I take it the night before in the morning of. I have to go pick them okay. up today. So she was saying, um, take a picture before and after and just cover mm-hmm. your nipples so that yeah, you can put a pasty like, on. That's what she said. She said, or just like even take your hands and go like this. And just to show the difference of what it is, because, you know, like, I wouldn't care if you saw, yeah. but she's like, it helps other people understand. It's so bizarre the way my nipples are lower because my entire breast tissue has shifted down, but it is as if my entire breast just melted down towards my elbow. It's in the okay. same shape. The nipple is still high up in front. And I assume the same thing when you breastfeed. I assume, well, like you're nursing this thing below you, so your nipple would go down and everything. But because I had such a large volume loss under where my nipple is, is just like literally like this crepey, wrinkly, 
saggy skin. It's almost as if my boob just melted down my body six inches from where So when you get be. the implants, will it be will they still be low? No. So they so how do they the implant they will put it in because I have just the perfect size pocket, ideally. And this is if mm-hmm. they get in there and they're like, oh shit, this isn't gonna work. His goal is by going above the muscle, he gets to set it where he wants it. And because I hope everyone's watching us on YouTube because it's easier yeah. to understand. Like currently my nipple is here. Uh-huh. He will put the implant here, which will drag my nipple up to like right here. That's so, insane. I know. So they put the implant in. It'll my because my nipple's still on the front upper quadrant of my breast, it will pull the nipple up. It won't give me a full breast lift. And my ideal situation, I don't want cleavage. A lot of people get breast implants for cleavage. Cleavage is not, is my opposite goal. I bought two Mm -hmm. turtlenecks online last night. (laughs) Like I'm not in it for the cleavage. I want to just have the volume where it used to be. And so if I wanted super cleavage, they'd probably have Mm -hmm. to give me a breast lift. I just want a natural breast and I'm lucky that my nipples managed to stay right afloat so yeah. that I could work it without having to get everything rewired. And I'm assuming you'd have to be a little bigger than before just to fill Yeah, I think so, in, just to right? fill the pocket. And so okay. I think before I'm assuming that I was a at one point I was a full C when I was um like right out of college heavier. And then by the time I met Josh, I was a full B. Okay. And that was at my like lowest weight. Um, And so I think I'll end up being probably a mid C. But again, yeah. I'm kind of open to it. And I've, I've sent Jenna the pictures um, mm-hmm. with the they implant in my bra. They both look good. One of them is definitely a little more full looking, but I'm, for everybody that has implants, my max is 290 cc's. And so. Okay. The average implant is 400 to 450. I've told my doctor my max is 290. So good. I love the way a 260 looks on me, but he doesn't know if that's going to be enough to fill the pocket the way we want. And so if he gets in there, he knows that my range is 260 to 290. And so if you're considering doing this, which this podcast is called Done Playing by the Rules, and I cannot tell you the number of women we have had write to me personally and to the page telling us. I secretly just had a, they call it a mommy Mm -hmm. makeover. I secretly just had a mommy makeover. I haven't told anyone. And I want to be like, just so you know, two of your neighbors have also done it because a lot of these (laughs) people are coming from like my old neighborhood. I want to be like six people on your block have done it this week. So this is something no one's talking about and it's vulnerable to talk about. I wasn't even sure I wanted to talk Mm -hmm. about it, but I think that if we're going to be done playing by the rules, we need to stop hiding our mommy makeovers and I don't even love calling it a mommy makeover because I think like that gives it like a weird like I need to be a hot mommy I'm not going for hot mommy I'm going and there's other reasons like I know people with like weight loss or other reasons to do yes exactly and I have a couple of friends that have had um c-section scarring that Mm -hmm. want that fixed because that's not something diet and exercise can fix like Mm -hmm. you have bad scar tissue from a c-section fix it if it makes you feel more comfortable also you guys like living in richmond it's so fucking hot all year 
if you're hot and sweaty and sick of something, I had a girlfriend yesterday that was talking to me that was like, I got my boobs done, but I do really want to go back for my tummy tuck. I just need someone to tell me I should do it. And I was like, I'm your person. Do it. it." She's like, I have the money saved up. I just, I I haven't convinced myself to do it. And I was like, if it makes you feel better about your body to get a tattoo across your face, please do it. If it makes you feel better about your body to get um, those things, dermal, um, things put like, do what makes you feel the greatest in your body. And I have struggled for two years feeling uncomfortable taking my shirt Mm -hmm. off around my husband and picking all my clothes based on how my chest will look in them. That is not me living my authentic self. So here's a question that it's not meant to be rude. Do you think this will make you feel more comfortable taking your clothes off? And if it doesn't, what are you going to do? I was just thinking that last night. I like how you think that I'm going to be like, oh, that question. Well, it's also like a mindset thing. You know, like it's not like it was like um, something you've lived with this for a long time. So you've had that mentality for a long time of I'm uncomfortable. So I can't imagine just overnight that would go away. And that's what I wonder too, is like, I have lived with this for a long time. And the reason I've lived with it for a long time is because I've been of the mentality that if I just Mm -hmm. exercise harder, and if I just diet harder, if I get really good at pushups, I'll build some pectoral muscles that'll pull everything back up. (laughs) I've done all You'll just of have it. like a huge muscle and then you're gonna You know what? I, no, but that's what happened. I took a picture of it the other day. I don't know if I sent it to you or not, but I'll share it on the Instagram. I took a picture of it the other day. Now I just have huge pecs and then a floppy boob underneath a huge pec muscle. Oh my gosh. Like it, it didn't change where my boobs went. And no. I think I heard, I probably heard that in like teen tiger beat when I was 11, that if I just did enough pushups, I could build boob muscles. Yes, like, there was that Boobs aren't muscle. They're mm-hmm. all fat. And so I was like, uh, you should see the pushups. I can pump out. Mm-hmm. Now I just have big ass pecs. I can feel them right now with a boob six inches below <laughs> my big ass pack. I took a picture of myself the other day in like a stripey tank top and you can see like pec muscle and then like sad boob below. I need that picture. Yes. It's so good. I took a picture and was like, oh my God, could I need this surgery anymore? But I think that's a real thing. I think people really need to examine and there's a 50% chance that I don't suddenly become comfortable mm-hmm. with my top off. But I do feel like every time I look in the mirror with my current breasts, I am bummed out because I mm-hmm. I feel so grateful. And I, I do have a moment every time like I really fed the hell out of those babies. Like mm-hmm. go me. But there's a part of me that is also like that time is done. I'd like to feel that I don't have to shop only for my boobs anymore. Mm -hmm. And all of my shopping revolves around my boobs. Bras are terribly hard to find because my boobs are so small. They slip right out the bottom. Mm -hmm. No matter how tight I get the band, my boob will just slip right out the bottom because it is so flat and snake-like. Yeah. (laughs) And every every swimsuit I own is based on my boobs. Every sports bra I own is based on if it'll keep my boobs in or if one will just fall out the bottom. (laughs) And I am extremely uncomfortable in day-to-day clothing. And I love the look of a flat chest. I just, if I could keep my chest sort of flat and not be so uncomfortable, that's one Mm -hmm. thing. But to answer your question, I am just 
hopeful that I will feel more comfortable. I'm kind of at the point where it's like rock bottom. Like anything has Mm -hmm. to be better than always wanting to have a shirt on in front of my husband. Yeah. And was he supportive? Always. Yeah. But he was also like still like, I love them the way they are. You don't need to do Mm -hmm. anything. But like Josh secretly loves boobs, but he would never say it to me. (laughs) Um, So was he like slipping the doctor a hundred and be like, can you give me some Every, Well, no, but that's what it was happening. Did I I took him to my first two consults and he tried to sway them to go bigger. And I was like, you're not coming anymore. Yeah. He's like, I want to come. And I was like, you're not coming anymore. And, and then you so have he, two and the doctor wants to go bigger. So you have both of them teaming up against yes, you. Yes. And fun. then the next time I went to my third consult, the doctor still was like, I'll decide while I'm in there. And she was like, I also mm. don't feel like I can give you any lift. So if you want a breast lift, that's going to be a separate situation. And I was like, I don't want to do a breast lift, a breast augmentation. And so this doctor feels that he, he's been doing this technique for a long time. He feels very confident that it, it will give me the lift and the small amount of volume that I want. And so I just have to hope. (laughs) So are you concerned at all with like the breast implant illness? Yes. Okay. So I have been, I follow a couple accounts on Instagram, which I am slightly concerned about it just because I worry about putting anything in my body. But I think I am, I told Josh that too. I said, if this goes awry and I don't like what it's doing to my body, there's a chance that I'll have to get these taken out. And he's like, well, that's your choice. And I am also concerned, like my biggest concern and every woman that I have spoken to that has secretly gotten this done over the last five months since I started talking about this journey has said, my biggest concern is I die on the table and someone has to tell my kids mommy died because she wanted to get breast implants. There's a real fear, but my, I mean, my surgeons never had anybody even get remotely sick. And I think the most dangerous surgery you can do for everyone listening is Brazilian butt lift. And the most dangerous part of Brazilian butt lift is that non-trained doctors are doing them. And so I've heard that from multiple sources. And I've actually heard it from one of my girlfriends that's um, high up in an ER here in Chicago. She's like, I only see bad cases of Brazilian butt lifts. Because like in terms going- of the cosmetic world? Yes. And so Brazilian butt Why is butt it lifts- so dangerous? Well, some people are doing – everybody's heard the horror stories of people just like injecting – I don't know. What mm-hmm. is it like? some sort of household chemical, but then also it's um, a fat withdrawal and a fat transfer for another way they do it. And so your eyes, when I was signing my paperwork yesterday, I'd even said for like a butt lift, just so you know, moving fat from one part of your body doesn't necessarily mean the fat will stay. You have to know that that's a thing too. And So if you're going to go Brazil, if you're going to get anything done to your butt, be super, that's what she said, be super, <laughs> if you're going to do butt stuff, be super aware of who, you're, mean, who you're partying yep. with, yep. partner and doctor. Let's just call this episode, <laughs> if you're going to do butt stuff, know your doctor and know your partner. Know your um, person. Know your person. That's crazy. I know. But so, yes, there's these little like nagging concerns in the back of my mind, which I assume is why they give you a prescription of Valium before you come. Mm -hmm. But I feel very safe in that. And I've, my kids are like, what are you getting surgery for? And I've just said, you know, mommy has a couple things on her body that she needs. She wants to get tweaked a little bit. I'm healthy. I'm strong. And I just want to improve a couple things. And they don't ask any more than that. So. Okay. Um, Is this like life long or do you have to get them the implants replaced? 
They say um, it used to be you get them replaced every 10 years. Mm-hmm. Now they're saying he sees people have fine with keeping them in for 30 years. How do you know? Like they just look wrong? They, or? You would feel or your doctor would notice in your mammogram or okay. if you started to feel sick or if it got like it gets like hot and tender. Um, that's usually for saline. And so there's saline and there's gel implants. I'm doing gel implants. You have to do gel, I think, because of um, being over the muscle. Saline is just water. And so that being over the muscle would just be like yeah. a droopy water balloon. Gel's a little bit harder to get to leak. Uh, they usually they say they can only rupture if you're in like a car accident where the Ooh. airbag deploys. And then it so ruptures like, like inside it you? It can, but they don't – It usually – he says he's never actually seen it happen. I think he said he's seen one rupture. If it ruptures, it doesn't like explode. It just gets a hole in it and leaks out a little bit. Okay. And so if I were to be like in a car scene where the airbag deployed, I'd probably get like an x-ray or a CT of my chest and it would show. Um, okay. But he's like, you're not going to have trouble doing like burpees or anything like mm. that. He said people worry about a lot about rupture. He's like, I've seen it once in my whole career, and it was like a 60-mile-an-hour head-on car accident. Yeah. Were there any other risks that he, like, mentioned? Minus the usual, like, you're going under anesthesia. But a risk that I worry about – I never worry about anesthesia, really, um, because I've had it a few times. Anesthesia is usually something you can tolerate or you can't. So, I mean, if you've gone under for – tonsils or appendectomy or whatever I've had a bunch of different things like that done um you're usually fine however I do worry about blood clots and that's something that is a um higher risk when not from the implant so much as the liposuction liposuction because you're wearing compression garments and because they're kind of digging around in there not to be too graphic uh I know (gasps) sweating (laughs) sweating (laughs) um That one has a little bit higher risk of blood clots, and I come from a family with a small history of blood clots, but I've never had trouble with blood clots, and I've had surgery before, so I feel pretty confident in it. It also is a higher risk if there's risk categories. There's like level one, level two, level three, level four. I was reading it in my my pre-op paperwork yesterday. I'm in like the no risk category. Um, like okay. level one risk is like people with a BMI over 35, smokers, um, people that are taking hormones, and there's like all these risk factors. Um, really sedentary people. So if you were getting liposuction and you were gonna just like lay in bed for three weeks after, and so me being up and moving as quick as possible is important, and moving a lot and practicing okay. the lymphatic massage is important. But yes, I were my biggest concerns are blood clots, and of course, just dying on the table and my kids knowing that mom chose mm-hmm. to get a cosmetic procedure that put her at a higher risk. I want to just say I love that you're not hiding it. I can remember with life, I only know one person that got liposuction, and she almost did it to like maintain the weight she wanted to be, but she didn't ever put in the work, so she had it done multiple times. And we were young. Hey. We were like 18, 19. Honestly, I'm here for yeah. that. Like, like get it's it like as many if, times as you want. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like basically like if you want to be, I don't know, like 135 or something, but then you don't change your eating habits. So she would gain yeah. weight, gain weight, get into the 150s, 160s. And then yes. like Yes. I want No, that. not yes. <laughs> like, yes, I want it. <laughs> I was like, girl. Just, just maintenance liposuction. I'm so obsessed. Oh my gosh. But like, think about it. And not to like, let's put a big allegedly in front of this. You know that that's what the Kardashians are doing. Like, yeah. you know, that's allegedly what the Kardashians are doing. I mean, how doing. else do you get? 
up but there's with no gut. Liter- That's what Rihanna always says. If you're going to have a butt, you're going to have a gut. I mean, I have a butt right now, but I do 1,500 squats a week. There was a big thing going around where the Kylie was posting two workouts a day, got me this body. And what an unrealistic standard to set for young mm-hmm. girls. That if you just work out two times a day, you're going to look like Kylie Jenner. No. I'm sorry. I no. didn't. When I did two times a day, I had no, no boobs and not really a butt. I lost like all my body fat, like storage. Yes. So see, yeah. I would lose all my body fat, but still have thigh fat and a lower stomach fat. That's just mm-hmm. how my body is. Like my body fat percentage is super low. My BMI is where it should be. These things are never going to go away. And I don't see it as what your person did where it's like, a fix every time I need it. This is, in my opinion, a one-time, like, get everything kind of taken care of. I have maintained the same weight since I had Mikey. And so my body doesn't fluctuate a lot. I don't change a lot. I exercise five days a week. You're putting in the work. I eat really clean. It's just – it is what it is. But whatever Jenna says, I say more power to that girl that gains 15 (laughs) pounds and gets it sucked out. Well, and I'm just like, why are you, like, putting your body through this? Your mom had implants. How did she talk to you about it? Was it after her breast cancer that she got it done? Uh huh. She only had one. And then they said the same thing. It was only good for 10 years, but after 10 years, it was still fine. Yeah. And she had like nipple reconstruction surgery. That was like way back in the day. So it wasn't, it just wasn't great. It didn't look like a real boob. Let's be honest. Yeah. And then once she got into her 50s, I guess early 50s, because she died at like 58. She was like, I'm just not happy because the implant one is so much perkier than my natural one. So they went in and they were like, it's probably time we redo it anyways. So they redid it and then slightly lifted her natural breast. And then they redid her nipple because they were like... 80s nipples versus 2000s nipples are is a whole other ball game. So <laughs> that is another yeah. thing I've heard too is that people lose nipple sensation to some degree, mm. and so that'll be yeah. Because she I was don't... like similar to what you're describing, like her natural breast, it was completely flat, like where you would have you know where your yeah. boob starts to come out, yes. and it was completely flat there. But then the one with the implant had like a poof Volume. to it, and it looked great. But she like. She couldn't wear anything low cut. She couldn't wear swimsuits because it was, it just looked so like not symmetrical. And she was very happy after she did it. But back to that, I love that you're not hiding it because I, <laughs> I remember growing up, there was this mom and <laughs> she like came one day. And I mean, we went, we're talking like A to like double letters, not like yes. D's, like double. Because I went up to like a D, double D after I had Ezra. But I mean, like this had to be like F. I don't, I don't know the what the big one is. Possible. And everyone is like, uh, mm. hey, but like she wouldn't ever say anything. And it, I love it's like, just address the elephant in the room. It was one of those things that was super awkward. It was obviously done. And then she would wear like low cut stuff too. So it was like, <laughs> she was proud of them. So it's like, so yeah, I, I literally love that bought two turtlenecks last night. Cause <laughs> I was like, I just want to like, feel like a woman again. Uh-huh. And feel confident but I have no desire to be cleavage lady but like if you want to be cleavage lady be cleavage lady yeah it's just not my life path but also but I just I think, love it when people embrace it too like yeah I, I did. hope we can and I hope we can blaze a trail so that more moms that are on the fence feel comfortable talking about this even if you don't do it feel comfortable mm-hmm. talking about it with your friends like let's stop speculating about who's had what done yeah let's own what we get done and how it makes us feel and I I know that like 
part of feminism is like I'm happy with my body however it is but like I think that my true form of feminism is I want to support women if they decide that they want to get xx implants and xx butt like yep do what makes you feel happy and in your body and present and glorified as a woman and with that stay tuned for part two my only request is and I've shared with your sister is that someone videos you Josh is planning to be home he talked with them again today so this was the other thing is like my husband was supposed to be home for the surgery and then got called on an emergency like can't miss work trip He's saying today that he's 99% sure he's going to be home for it. So he will videotape it for you. And hopefully I would like to go out and claim I will say nothing embarrassing and I'll be fully coherent because I'm so in control of my body. So mm-hmm. video I thought coming the same, soon to a so. YouTube channel. <laughs> what Luckily, did you say? Well, what did mine you was when I had my, my wisdom teeth out. And you know, you're like oh, that twilight. And apparently I was like dancing and I wouldn't stop <laughs> dancing. So they did had to Brandon have a nurse. record it? No, this was like pre-Brandon and before like all of that. And they had to have a nurse come in and hold me because I was dancing so much. And then I kept talking and I was telling them about every boy I'd ever kissed. And apparently I wouldn't stop talking. And they're like, "Um, sweetheart, we have to like be in your mouth. We need you to stop talking. And apparently I was just like the whole time. like, And they were all laughing. And I can briefly remember. And I think I even told them people I wanted to kiss. (laughs) So... Um, freshman in college, so 18. <laughs> she was talking about boys she wants to kiss when she's 18. And I'm like, uh-huh. let's talk about the things I've done. I know. I don't know why that's what I chose my Isn't topic to be. Funny, though? It like, could have been worse, but I thank God. With that, we'll All right, so see hopefully you guys we get soon. To fil- hopefully we get to record and film uh, after surgery and I make it off the table. Fingers oh, crossed. Oh, you will. Okay, so we recorded that way back in September, which I didn't realize how was much it? time it oh got. Yes, it was the last – it was – my procedure was on September 29th of 2021, mm. and now we are at in mid-May of 2022. So I am still in – almost in – so I thought it would be like, yay, this is going to be the quickest recovery ever. Guess what? It's fucking me oh. and I still have to take precautions. Do you really? <laughs> I still sleep in compression underwear because my lower abdomen lipo will still hurt if it is not compressioned enough for enough days at a time. Really? Yes. I will show, send them to is you. Is that They're normal? very sexy. Uh, yeah. The doctor told me it was normal after the surgery. I was like, hey, I still need to wear compression to bed. Is that weird? He's like, some people wear it for like a year. And I was like, Kind of feels like you could have told me that before the surgery. So here's exactly. Janelle. Um, what is it? Five months later now? More than that? I don't know how math works. Mm-hmm. It's up to you. More than like that, seven, I think. seven, but yeah. Seven months later, still sleeping in compression underwear. And Janelle, at the beginning of this episode, told you that her recovery would be two weeks. So bless you, child. Yeah. Um, right. So surgery is done. I had... As we talked about earlier in the episode, the morning I went in for my markup, he tried to talk me up into a higher size and I said, hard no thank you. So I ended up getting, I think 295. He wanted to go up to 325 and we compromised at 295. I think in the previous episode, my limit was 260 to 290. And I mean, in the earlier part of this episode, I said 260 to 290. We compromised on 295 cc's. 
which you were asking in the prior in the earlier part of the episode if that is what what that is and basically I'm just a really full B which is what I wanted um we went over the muscle as planned uh the scarring under my breast tissue is really great it's healed really well and in the prior episode I said I wasn't worried about the lipo scarring I was worried about the breast Mm -hmm. scarring and the lipo scarring is much worse than the breast scarring so there are so many things that I have learned all right Jenna do you have any questions before we jump in I think if I remember right I could be wrong didn't you say you were going in lower and then Josh had to like approve higher because when they got in there, it didn't look right. When you go in and when you go under, if you sit up and they don't look right, they might go up. But I told him like 295 is my uh, max. Okay. Yeah. He was like, I want to do 325. The difference is a okay. shot glass, he said. And I was like, I'm not comfortable going to 325, even though now everyone says, and I said I wouldn't be this person. Everyone, I could have gone up. But my goal was okay. this to be not noticeable. And I think I wrote said indiscernible a bunch in the last episode, which I'm not sure is a word. So I'm going back to not noticeable. <laughs> you cannot tell I had breast augmentation at all if you don't know, because I wear a sports yeah. bra 80% of my life and I just look normal. The liposuction, which I thought was a fun little add-on procedure I talked about earlier in this episode is quite the opposite. It is mm-hmm. painful. The scarring is um, very noticeable. Oh, please tell them what you had to wear for the recovery. And that was just for lipo, I think, right? Yes. It oh, well, I mean, I, I, I had to wear a boob thing and oh God, I'll post a picture of it online because I still have it. It was so, okay. Our biggest laugh um, in the earlier part of the episode was that they were going to sit me up. It gets so much worse because- Is it wrong they, that I'm still laughing about thinking about that? <laughs> I, did, I sent you pictures of it, didn't I? You sitting up? Me in oh, the, the weird cat suit. suit. Yeah, the cat yeah. So I had to not only wear like the binding chest garment, I had to wear a full body suit with a hole in the crotch for two weeks, three weeks. I I think I wore it for like- I think you, yeah, you wore it way longer than that. it hurt whenever I took it off. Whenever the skin was given relaxation, it hurt. And so I would literally just take it off to shower and put it back on. I'd wear yoga pants over it, but you could like see around my butt where the hole was cut out because it had a seam. And I'd always be like, people for sure think they can see my maxi pad through my thing because that's what it looked like. Oh, for sure. And I would pee on it all the time. Okay, so it's a cat suit. (laughs) I peed on it all the time. I had to wash it every single night. That was the only time I took it off was to wash it. So it was um, straps on my shoulders that went around my boob bandages, which was like a really tight bra with like clasps and Velcro. And then it's basically like full length spanks. So think of like full length okay. spanks that go down to your ankles. And these were, I have short legs, so I had to roll up the bottom so you couldn't see it sticking out the bottom of my Lulu leggings. I would have to pull myself into that thing every day. It went all the way up to under my boobs. It was so tight. I peed on it all the time because I just, my pee goes wherever it wants. And I washed it every night and then suctioned back into it. I slept in it. And so because I was getting so hot while I was sleeping, I was waking up because I had to poop because I was getting so fucking hot. You have to take it off when you have to poop then. Some people must poop in it, but my butthole didn't fit in the area. There's so much anatomy happening here. I wore that thing for so fucking long until I just couldn't stand it anymore because of the heat. I'm sure like... I, I don't know when I quit wearing it, but I still have it. And I used to, I wore underwear over it 
And okay. I think I sent Jenna pictures of me like with the underwear over the cat suit and my bra because I just looked yeah. insane. They don't tell you that, but the best part is, is Jenna and I thought it'd be so funny when I'd have to sit up and they'd check the implant to make sure they're in the right space. Not only did they do that, they put my whole entire unconscious body into a cat suit. Oh, they put you in that before they put, you were I woke still? up in that. I woke up in that. <laughs> That's hilarious. And I fell asleep and it was all men in that room. It was all dudes. Oh my god. That you would like Can you have, I mean, if you've ever dressed a baby in a onesie, imagine that, but super tight. Like it's so tight. It was so tight and it is so mortifying to think of my floppy body. Like sleeping baby. So you have to have a sleeping yeah. baby that you're trying to fit in an outfit that's like you're trying to put your sleeping baby into like a wet full body suit that they're going to oh like go gosh. surfing in is basically what it was. I just think about that's them hilarious. trying to shove my body into this thing. They probably don't even think about it and it's such like a natural occurrence. Exactly. Well, like they do me it. getting yeah. – Yeah, because they do it all day. But like me getting – or like how about I have my leggings on. I have to poop. So I have to take this thing off pull my leggings down, then I have to take my shirt off so that I could get the bodysuit off the top of me. You're basically wearing a romper. So if you have to poop, you have to get naked every time. Oh my it was gosh. A chaotic. Okay. So, so let's just scare everyone from getting cosmetic yeah. surgery forever. Well, and I don't think on the original one you knew you were going to do, I think you were just doing the tummy lipo. So did I was you doing have to wear tummy that? and inner thigh. Um, and then they actually okay. did a little bit of my tushy. Which well, okay. I don't think we had planned on at that point, but we added it. And is that why you had to wear that? Yes, the lower tummy, okay. lower so lower tummy, thighs, and buttocks. I think it probably could have been knee length if they weren't such monsters, but it was a full body suit. Uh, I think that also helps with blood clots, though, is like the compression from your your feet up. Okay. So I think that's part of the reason why they do the full body. But yes, I did inner thighs right under my tushy, that like weird little triangle where as you age, you start to get like a little pocket. And then my lower stomach. Okay. The, the results are great. The scars are not great. I've started using silicone tape, which no one told me about. Uh, uh, silicone yeah. is tape silicone is something tape? they recommend for scarring, which no one told me about. My doctor was just like, put vitamin E oil on it. And I was like, cool. I've been doing this for like three months and the scars are still atrocious. And so then I started researching myself and silicone tape is something you can order on Amazon, which I'll link in the show notes. And I put that on and you just leave it on until you shower, take it off, put it on again. And it actually has made a way bigger improvement in my scarring than vitamin E oil ever did. And vitamin E oil stains all your clothes. So skip vitamin E oil if that's what your surgeon tells you. All my underwear have stains on them from the scars. So I have two. And we also thought uh, foolishly that they were going to go through my old scars from my appendicitis. Mm -hmm. And that was not the case. So I have Two minorly obvious scars right below the crease between my pelvis and my legs. We thought it would be right on the line. It is not. It is visible in a bikini. I have two scars under each. I have a scar under each butt cheek, and I don't think I have a scar on my stomach. So they must how big? Um, the size of my pinky finger now. So I have short little stubby nail beds. So what else could we say? Like the size like a of pea size? like the size of a, a half a pea now, but at okay. the beginning a, a full pea. 
And I let my stitches dissolve. You can also have them removed. Mm -hmm. And I think letting the stitches dissolve was also a bad choice because my scars are very dark. And I don't think they dissolved Uh the way they were supposed to. And so the doctor said to me in the office that when I went back, he's like, do you want us to take these out or let them dissolve? I was like, let them dissolve. Who cares? But the scars are dark. My underbreast scarring. And I think that some people like, I scar dark for a good year and then it's fades and so that's what he says usually if and I have to keep a lot of sunscreen on it it's kind of like a tattoo mm-hmm. the scars should fade with good sun protection in like two years but I was like I'm mm-hmm. getting this surgery done so I'm ready for summer like no mm-hmm. maybe summer of 2024 you'll be but yeah. I am uh, and, and that's another thing we talked about earlier in the episode is you said to me what if you get this? I said, I'm getting the surgery done. So I mm-hmm. feel comfortable naked in front of my husband. There are no words for the amount of comfort and mm-hmm. um, happiness I have in my body now. It is Yay. completely trans. I know. I was like, what if I don't feel comfortable naked? I am yeah. like the nakedest person I've ever been at this point. Like Good. my kids come in and are talking to me and I'm like, should I put clothes on? Where normally I would have been like, get out. I'm more comfortable in everything. I'm more comfortable Good. in my, my, my boobs aren't sliding out of the bottom of my sports bras anymore. I can comfortably wear a bra. I can buy clothes and they feel like they fit like they're supposed to. Like just I couldn't be more satisfied from a body um, security standpoint with what I chose to do than I am. So I'll give you that. The scarring sucks, but the body positivity Mm -hmm. is at an all-time high. (laughs) Well, and the scarring, I think that it's one of those things like we, when it's our bodies, we feel like it's bigger and more noticeable than it is. Totally. um, Versus what it really is. I doubt anyone would really notice, but I totally get that. So do you think that you're content, like you're done or cause like, I know like some people, they kind of start this process and then it's yes. like, Ooh, now I want to do this and this. Yeah. Or do you think like you're good? Like- I feel <laughs> that there is nothing on my body. I mean, I want to keep fucking around with my face forever, but right. I feel that body wise neck down, I am fully happy. And I don't, and knowing the level of discomfort, like I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I got the lipo at the same time as the boob job and everything just sucked all together. Do it all together. I heard somebody in one of my classes at the gym recently being like, I think I'm going to get a boob job and then I'm going to get a tummy tuck later. And I was like, do it all together. And even though yeah. I wasn't a part of her conversation, because that's what I do. Right. But doing it all together was great. And I feel completely comfortable in my body and I have no plans to do anything else from the neck down at any point. Okay. So it made you feel more comfortable and it gave you the results you wanted, but the recovery mm-hmm. sucked. So would you do it again? I would because I honestly, I'm so happy and comfortable in my body that I get to live in. Uh, I mean, I might have to, you're supposed to get, if your boobs have no problem, he said he sees a lot of people that keep these implants in for 20 years and have no issues. Mm -hmm. Everyone thinks you're supposed to replace them every 10 years. He said, that's not true if you're not having issues, but I mean, I will have to undergo some of this again, most likely because I am sub 40. That's what I call myself now. I'm below 40. (laughs) And I have a, I mean, these guys aren't going to probably make it 40 years because I'm going to live till at least I'm 80. And so I probably will have to undergo it again. But the boob part, oh, I also said a lot in the earlier part of the episode that I was going to avoid the narcotics. Bless you, child, for thinking you were going (laughs) to avoid. So I came home. This is the number one thing I tell all my friends now that get surgery. 
take those fucking narcotics on the clock like mm-hmm. you like it's your religion. And I had a friend tell me that before I went under and I was like, I don't need it. I'm so tough. Okay, so what I did is I came home and I was doped out of my mind on whatever they give you uh, during the surgery. I was sending Jenna pictures like, woo, mm-hmm. like having so much fun. And then all of a sudden, like that night, I was like, I laid down in bed. Oh, shit. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't even yell for Josh to come help me. I had to text him and be like, please come upstairs. And when he got up there, I was like, I can't breathe. I can't sit up. You can't even use your hand to grab your husband's hand to pull you up. He had to physically use his body strength. Luckily, he is strong and sit me up for probably a week because I couldn't even roll over onto my side. You can't have no use of any of this. And to be honest, I was in bar class today doing push-ups on the floor. And I still have less strength in my chest and we're however many mm-hmm. months out because there's new foreign objects in there and I'm they don't get in the way of my exercises. I can still burpee with the best of them, which was a big concern earlier in the episode, mm-hmm. but I still have limited strength. I still like you can feel them move when you do certain moves. Like if I, I can flex them and move them just by flexing my shoulders like I'm doing right now. Um, Wait, so the implants? Yeah, I can like if I flex like this, I can feel. I can sh- you can probably see right there. I'm moving the implant by oh, flexing weird. my pec muscle. Yeah, that's the implant moving. But what I will say is, by going at a smaller size, I don't have the lift that I could have had. But it is so fucking natural. I was gonna that, say, like, then they probably wouldn't look natural. Yeah, they look so natural. They look exactly like my beautiful boobies before I had these babies. Uh, except for those were like perky twenty-year-old boobs. I mean, these are these are a thirty-seven-year-old that didn't nurse two kids for three hundred right. months. Boobs like these exactly. are the boobs I had before. They feel like they're part of me. I forget I have them. I didn't switch out any of my bras. I'm wearing all the same sports bras, which is a big goal of mine. But everything looks better, so I would definitely mm-hmm. do it again. I would still do the liposuction, but I would just be like a lot more diligent in terms of scar treatment. And I would probably, like we talked earlier in the episode, like I might have to look into like lasering some of these scars down a little bit, just because mm-hmm. the one in the, fr- I mean, the one under my butt cheek, I don't care about, but the one in the, f- the two in the front on the fronts of my legs are right in my like bikini shaving line. And it okay. looks kind of in a swimsuit, it sort of looks like you have like really bad ingrown hair is almost there. there. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, that's kind of that. kind of not my the look I was going for. But exactly all my clothes fit better. Jeans are way more comfortable. Everything feels the exact way I was hoping I would come out of it. But the recovery was a thousand times more, especially for that lower abdomen, which I guess is common knowledge that the lower abdomen hurts worse and longer. And needs compression garments for almost up to a year sometimes. Oh, interesting. So this isn't just like a quickie do it before you go on vacation situation like I thought. Right. So how did you like lay recovery if you had it front and back? There's no um, laying restrictions. I wasn't, I didn't have any drains. And that's another thing people talk about is like drains. If you get a tummy tuck, so like a lot of mommy Mm. makeovers involve a tummy tuck. If you've had a C section, you'll get a tummy tuck. That involves drains. And I will link some things on here, which I think I talked about earlier in the episode that a friend of mine who had a full mommy makeover sent Mm -hmm. me. There's things that'll hold your drains. There's things that can help you shower with drains. I never had any drains. And a lot of my friends that had boob jobs, 10 years ago had drains. Mm -hmm. I had no drains. And so 
the only hard part was, was I couldn't, like a lot of people say they get a boob job and they sleep in a recliner. I couldn't sleep in a recliner because I couldn't sit on those scars on my butt for as long as I, and I still, no, I don't have it anymore, but there was months of, I couldn't Mm -hmm. sit on a hard surface with those two lipo scars because it's literally like right at the point that your butt squishes. Okay. So you could just like lay on them. I had to lay fully flat and it was fine, but then I had to have my husband physically like lift me like a forklift up out of bed every morning. Yeah. Oh, that's so hard. It was really hard because I'm not used to being at like somebody else's will and I'd have to text and be like, I need you to come up here. I need to pee. But luckily, again, I'm very blessed. So my sister came for a week and my mother-in-law came for a week. Give or I don't even, it was blurry. My mother-in-law I think was here. I don't know who was here first, to be honest, because I was high out of my mind. Yeah, you were. (laughs) I was so high for, I took the full pain medication for six days round the clock. Like I woke up Mm -hmm. at 2 a.m. and took it because once I wore out of that early um, surgery stuff, it was so fucking painful. The first night I fell asleep, I had two pillows under my head trying to prop up and I fell asleep and without realizing it, I reached behind me and pulled a pillow out from behind my head. And the pain was so excruciating, I couldn't breathe. And I was mm-hmm. just laying in bed gasping and just like, <gasps> yeah. <gasps> Didn't you have to call the doctor about like breathing or something? Like you were having I a I had hard to call time. the doctor about something. Oh, I called the doctor because um, that's another good point. So the, one of my implants, the right implant, when I'm running – rubs against my uh, rib cage. Because like I said, I talked about earlier in the episode, I have like, not to brag, I have like no body fat on my chest, which is not a good look. I look like Skeletor. And that's why my wedding dress is all the way up to my neck. And every dress I buy is usually up to my neck because it's just my my chest right here is not as bad anymore. But uh, when I'm running and this happened on Sunday, I was running on the treadmill and I can feel it rubbing on my chest wall. And so I called oh. him to make sure that wasn't like a leak or anything. And it has gotten significantly less. But when I was running and walking early on, the rubbing would make me feel like I had to cough. So I was really concerned. I was like, something's like ruptured or running, running the wrong way. And I guess it's just like, there's just not a lot between it because who knows? I think I just have a massive rib cage, but it still rubs. And so that is something like your workouts will be, you will be reminded you have breast implants at every workout, even if they're tiny little babies. So minus the compression at night, seven months later, do you feel back? To normal in terms of like you can work out, you feel like your mm-hmm. stamina is up where it was. Cause I know like anything with recovery, you know, cause you could only walk for a while. You couldn't do yes. weights, you couldn't do running. And you know, it takes a while to get that stamina back up. Mm-hmm. So do you feel back to normal minus the I'm one? I'm back to normal and ter- yeah, it took a really long time. I lost all upper body strength because you can't do any. So I was up to 20 pounds as my heavy weights and bordering on 25 pounds as my heavy overhead weights in just like strict presses and Arnold presses. So standing, lifting over. Uh, I was all the way back down to 10, five pounds, 10 pounds when I came back. Um, I'm all the way back up now, but push-up wise, it's still not the same. Everything is, my stamina is good. I had, I think because of, you have to take all those antibiotics before you have surgery and after, which I didn't really realize. I got, Jenna knows this, I got real messed Mm -hmm. up digestively for a while afterwards. I had to go on some 
heavy probiotics. Oh, I did call the surgeon because of that, remember? I had to call the surgeon because they thought I had C. diff because you can get C. Mm -hmm. diff from heavy, heavy antibiotic use. And I was having such bad digestive issues that I had to be tested for C. diff. And then Luckily, friend of the show, Whitney Couch, who we've had on for digestive stuff, go back and listen to that episode. She, I messaged her and was like, what can I do? And I had to go on this like really rad, heavy strength probiotic and start taking some like mineral supplements and then everything like evened back out. So thank you, Whitney, for saving my life. But yeah, I did call the surgeon and he made me go in and get tested for C. diff because I was having such potty trouble. You were not doing well at one point. We're like, that was a bad point. Yeah. I was like using the restroom for non pee related issues, like well over 25 times a day. Mm -hmm. Um, my stomach just, and Jenna and I talk about this. My stomach doesn't do antibiotics. Like it's just like people's don't. Yeah. We reject this and now you're dead. And I was like getting dehydrated and it was getting kind of scary. And I had to go in and have my electrolytes tested. And so, yeah, I mean, there was some hoops to jump through. This isn't like how they make it look on the Kardashians where you just show up on the red carpet and you're spanks a couple weeks later. Like it's the yeah. real deal. And I get why people go away to like places to have aftercare if you have those sorts of funds. But my oh, yeah. aftercare was Josh. <laughs> yeah. Well, and some people don't have that. So you do have to go somewhere oh my to get. God. Yeah. Yes. Okay. The last part that I want to talk about was my doctor, my surgeon had told me that I did not need to do any sort of lymphatic massage. So I got a I think they're called a fibroid. Um, my lower abdomen got a hard knot in it. And that's very common after liposuction, it's scar tissue. And I went in for two or three lymphatic massages. They beat the hell out of it and now it's gone. So oh, good. I learned that from an influencer online who had like a full body BBL, which I can share. Her journey is really interesting too, because she does like cupping and lymphatic massages. What's, like, a, what's a BBL? Uh, BBL is that Brazilian body lift, but it's like the whole thing. So you take fat from certain places. So you take fat from your stomach and have it put in your butt. It's basically like the Kardashian. All the Kardashians have BBLs. They suck everything out of your waist and your back and put it in your butt and your boobs. So the lymphatic massage has been, was life-changing because that hard spot in my stomach was so painful and she just worked it and worked it and worked it. And I went three times for lymphatic massage and now that big hard spot is gone. So don't listen if your surgeon tells you you don't need lymphatic massage. Here's my plug about lymphatic Crunchy corner with Jenna. Let's Um, go. A few things. Yeah. Most doctors are going to be like, eh, whatever. Mm -hmm. A lot of them don't believe in that kind of stuff, but one, don't just Google it and do it on your own unless you really know what you're doing because you can make yourself sick. Yeah. Two, it's great for any kind of trauma your body has gone through and you can do it at any point. So I did it after childbirth and it was wonderful. So my doula actually came in and did it after I had Peyton like a while after, like I was, she was still a newborn, but I was feeling, I wasn't feeling shitty from childbirth anymore. And it also made a huge difference in the postpartum belly. You can get a lot of like buildup and kind of stagnation. And so of course you can't do the postpartum belly if you've had a C-section, you know, and it was still, and I was a little self-conscious because it was still that squishy stage, but I'm like, she, she saw me naked. She saw me give birth. So she helped catch my baby. I like that. We're so weird that we're like, I'm embarrassed to be naked in front of you, even though you've seen my innards come out of me. You've seen me act animalistic in childbirth. Like, yeah. So 
it's, and it made a huge difference, but I will say, I don't know if you experienced this. I, and if you don't know to expect it, it's kind of shocking. I felt like I had the flu each time after. Remember I did experience it because I told you I kept coming home and falling asleep on the couch and I think I missed like a podcast recording or something. I was like, I don't know what keeps happening to me, but every time I get this massage, I have to come home and go to sleep right away. They don't tell you that. They don't tell you like, don't go operate a fucking (laughs) forklift after this. Bitch, go home and sleep. Like I was like achy and a little nauseous. Same. I thought I had COVID each time. Yeah. Push water and stuff like that. So if you get it done, one note's. That's actually a good thing. That means that you yeah. did have a a buildup and it's working its way out. Kind of like you can experience sometimes with massage too. But if she hadn't told me that, I would have freaked myself out thinking I had the flu right after giving birth. So, 100%. and that was that really big flu season. So just be aware of that and seek out a licensed professional. Like you can always do it. I think a light version of it, like you can do like the body scrubbing or like in your neck I just neck have never stuff. been good at that. But I I don't yeah, have the just patience be aware. for it. And it all has to be in the correct direction and it has exactly. to like go and assert – it all has to go towards your heart. And like how do you know which way is towards your heart? Like when she was doing my arms, yeah. she like goes away up here and then pulls it back over exactly. here. And like you don't know what that means. But yes, you're totally right. Like uh, they need to pre-warn you that lymphatic massage should happen after any quote-unquote trauma – and mm-hmm. that you will feel like you have the flu afterwards. So don't waste a bunch of COVID tests like I did. Right. <laughs> and trauma can be anything as like you've been sick a lot or anything like yes. that. So yes. it's not just like physical trauma. And you can do it at any point. You could do it 10 years postpartum. You could do it today and think, oh, I don't really have anything. But no. it makes a huge difference. So it's great for your it digestion. It's great for your – I in researching it now, it's great for your digestion. It's great for your immune um, system. It's great for like all the big – the parasympathetic uh-huh. the parasympathetic nervous system. It's great for all of these weird things that we don't think. And so Jenna's Crunchy yeah. Corner is spot on this time. <laughs> it, was, it was huge. And I didn't have it done with Ezra. And I felt a huge difference when I had it Amazing. done. Amazing. And so. I will probably – continue doing it just for life because like the sleep mm-hmm. you get for the week after is unparalleled like you just sleep yes. like a z- complete log for a week afterwards yeah. well I'm proud of you for talking about it I know that we did it I was so nervous before well I think because before you don't know what the it's fuck's gonna happen like what if I no. die on the table and I'm like ha 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 I got that movies. was a big fear I was yeah. really scared that I was going to die because we're moms and we're like, okay, I mm-hmm. have to tell my kids that I died getting a boob job. But oh my God, the difference it has made in my confidence, my day-to-day life, the way that I feel in clothes, like I would do it again, even though it had all of these downfalls that I was not prepared for. So that was the point of this right. episode is like my naive going into it versus the real deal story coming out of it. And so we, that's why we made yeah. this a two-parter and we hope that it helped. And if you have any questions, yep. you know, we be some wide open books. So send them in. You probably have to ask Janelle the questions. I'll be like, uh. You can ask Jenna about lymphatic massage or you can ask there her about St. John's Ward. Yep. yep. <laughs> And if you need a recommendation for somebody in the Richmond area, I have Mm -hmm. a great doula. Mm -hmm. I don't know if she does doula work anymore, but she still does massage, body work, anything, not just lymphatic massage. It's kind of like she tailors to what you need. So she gave me prenatal and then postnatal and then lymphatic. And then I struggled with depression. So she did reflexology. It was amazing. So she's wonderful about like, she knows everything and can tailor it to what you need. So if you need it and she'll... I don't know if she still does because of COVID, but before she used to come to your house, which was great. So I want to marry yeah. her. Is she available? Uh, 
She's getting married in two weeks. Sorry. <laughs> Lame. I wonder if I can get there in time to stop the wedding. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, man, I wonder if her husband's like, or her fiance is like, can I get a massage? Or if she's like, a, a thousand no. percent. I was thinking about that about the chiropractor the other day. I was like, oh, do you just get to adjust your kids or your wife whenever oh, sure. something hurts? That's not fair. I want that in right. my house. Yep. All right. So hit us well, with your questions it. and call your therapist and take your meds. Two, three, four.